Welcome to Third Shot Podcast, where we bring the pickleball community together. We talk everything from paddles to events and everything in between, and you can catch up on all of our episodes on podbean.com or on Spotify. I am here right now with Russ and Uncle Greg. How are you two doing? Doing great. I am so excited to talk to the two of you. I this this <laughs> show specifically. Of your week, right? <laughs> this show specifically. I just like I'm just so pumped up to get this going. <laughs> so what are you saying about our DIY for business show, Greg? Jeez, man. Just... <laughs> well, what I'm saying is uh, that was a great show we just did. Everybody, please go check out <laughs> DIY for business. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I, I agree with you though. It's a different, it's a different vibe over here. It's more just, it's fun. It's just chill. You know, it's not as, uh, you know, I mean, with the business show, even though, you know, we have some fun and, you know, we make jokes, we talk about our life and whatnot. It's still, you're, you're a little more buttoned up. You know what I mean? Like it's a little different. I think it's the shots. We don't do shots. We need to do shots. That's that's what it is. That's the big difference. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. That's the metal. That's the metal cup. You know what's in metal cups? Mules. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I like I saw the blank looks on your faces, and I'm going, "Did I really throw up a curveball here?" I thought that's the drink that I, alcoholic drink that I get in metal cups, right? What else? What else comes in metal cups? That's true. I don't know. I'm of the age of hydro flasks and all of those, like metal tumblers and things like that so it could really be anything i mean they make tumbler wine glasses or That's wine true. tumblers now yeah. so yeah so, i saw okay. these this uh, is totally off the for- subject but what do you guys think of metal straws oh <laughs> <laughs> does that say enough <laughs> really oh it's so weird. I mean, it's better than the the paper ones. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Paper the paper ones that disintegrate worst. halfway through. But the problem with the the metal ones is we had one, and you know, I was just like, I was you know washing it out or whatever, and then somehow like one of them landed into the sink, and you know, so like, oh okay, well, let me you know wash it out because it was in the sink, and because you know we like we had something else for dinner, and when I wash it out, all this just gook comes out. I'm like, okay. I, this is so gross. Like, uh-huh. get a drink out of this later. Like, so I toss that one. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if they're, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a good solution. I've seen glass ones, glass oh. straws. Like okay. that's kind of cool. Cause then you could actually see inside if you, if you've cleaned it well or not. That's true. Do you remember those curly straws? Like those oh wacky gosh, straws. Yes. That, oh, yeah. They were plastic, uh-huh. obviously, but they, you know, they were all circles. It was like a roller coaster yeah. of a straw. Yes, I do. Yes. Those were cool. I love those. That was one yeah. of my favorite things. <laughs> right. We those had a so collection cool. of them. Like, oh, really? I think they were really popular in the 90s or something, maybe. Yeah. But growing up, we had like this big bucket of fun straws and it was curly. I think we had some from like, some fast food restaurant had one that had like like a toy or something built yeah. into the straw. It was yeah. yeah. Did you I don't get the, know what uh, happened the Mickey to Mouse them. one? They had the Mickey Mouse ear. Oh like, yeah, that would work. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Maybe, well, if, maybe if metal straws were that way, they'd be better. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Right? Right? There you go. 
because, but I, I guess if the gook gets stuck in a you know curly straw, it might never come out, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It gets yeah, stuck in one of the turns, that? and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's not traffic true. jam. It's never opening up. <laughs> 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 hey, Bridget, you got some kind of exciting news. I do uh, pickleball related too, so we can we can start talking about pickleball. Okay. <laughs> What's the name so, of our show? Are we, are we a pickleball show? I forget. Or are we <laughs> <laughs> third shot? I don't know. We can okay. take it any direction. Yeah. Uh, so with pickleball, corporate challenge is here for Las Vegas, and so it's not just I work at UNLV. It's not just institutional. It's citywide, and there's so many different events, and it's really fun uh, to kind of play in other sports that maybe you never got to play in before. But somebody on campus knows that I love pickleball so much and I try to get as many people involved as possible. So he made me the captain of UNLV's Corporate Challenge pickleball team. Nice. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I feel <laughs> yeah, like we should do another you. shot. You know, not that I'm all looking for an excuse, but yeah, we should do another shot to you being <laughs> captain of the team. Well, don't let the name fool you. I think it's more so just someone who can organize people and get them to show up and sign in for the event. But we do get to practice this this full month of April, which I'm excited about because now Pickleball has to be on my calendar and it's like, it's on there. We reserve the courts. Like I am forced, air quote, you know, because it's not really Mm -hmm. being forced, but I just get to play a lot of Pickleball this next month. That's awesome. So do you Very get to cool. choose the team? Mm, a little bit. Um, they send out an interest form and everybody who said, yes, I would potentially be interested in playing pickleball, I reached out to to see if they can confirm that they'd be able to play in the event date. If they were, then we kind of put them on a team. So Now these That's corporate challenges, you, you've done this before, but was it in a different sport? Yes. So I've done it for uh, the past few years. I think this is the first one that we're doing since COVID though. So it's been quite some time before that I'd played softball, kickball, um, racquetball, just cause they need, they just need some people to show up and play. <laughs> <laughs> I played bocce yesterday cause oh, two people was. dropped out and they were like, nice. do you want to play? And I was like, absolutely. Put me in wherever. That's fun. Were you representing UNLV in the bocce? I was, yeah. We won two and lost two. Didn't place. Not bad. No, I scored some points. Nice. But pickleball still has my heart. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm not going to become a bocce podcaster. (laughs) And I won't become a a bocce announcer. (laughs) No. Not, not going to happen. I'm going to stick with pickleball. Not as exciting. That actually, that takes me to my learning more question here. Um, because I was announcing some games at a tournament that you guys played in when we did the live show a couple of weeks ago. And um, you guys both meddled. So I just want to know, how has your life changed? This is my learning more question. How has your life changed <laughs> after becoming medalists in pickleball? Bridgie, I'll let you start. 
Look at this. You've already got a, like you're, you're corporate now. You're like, you're, you're running a corporate league. I'm just, I'm, I'm adding to it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll show up to the first practice with my silver medal on from the tournament. You should. To really let you them should. know what they're getting into mm-hmm. and who's mm-hmm. captaining their team, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Greg, you, you, you well, had like, you were like the, uh, we were calling you what, Mark Spitz or who was the, the guy that had all the medals around him? Cause you had so many medals. Did you have problems getting home in the airport? Did you have to go through security multiple times with all the medals <laughs> in your bag? Well, I did need to get a massage because my neck got really sore. Trying of course. To, yeah. Right. Valid, valid <laughs> issue. Um, I decided because of that issue with the, with security, I decided to put it in my luggage and not do the carry on, not wear it through security. Right. Because, Good call. Yeah, that, I, I saw yeah. that one coming. I saw you yeah, actually, yeah. I think you gave me a heads up on that. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is that I posted on my, um, my uncle Greg, but third shot podcast, underscore uncle Greg, Instagram, that we meddled, right? And I got a lot of really nice, you know, congratulations, stuff like that. But there's this expectation that I am way better than I am. This <laughs> <laughs> is, oh, you gotta be yes. good. Or you, you, you know, you're probably, a, I don't know, right? They're just saying all this stuff. And then I'm going, well, you know, it's divisions, right? There's different levels. <laughs> I'm good for my level, I guess, right? That's all I can say. I didn't win gold. I, I went silver, right? And we, you know, we, Bridgie and I went silver. We are so close, Bridgie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thinking about it, I'm, it still gets to me. <laughs> right. I mean, we had multiple people come to us after the match saying, we probably won that match. And we got beat by, I, I don't want to say, but, you know, maybe some shenanigans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> controversy. Wow. A little controversy <laughs> when multiple people just come up to us after the match mm-hmm. to tell us their opinion on that we should have won or, you know, theoretically, mm-hmm. technically we did win, but uh, Mm. We could we could have been winning gold. We could have been a champion. It's all right. We left room for improvement. Yes, we did. <laughs> exactly. And I think in uh, upcoming episodes, we may be talking about a uh, second venture into our tournament careers. Nice. Yeah. You know, on a serious note, to answer your question, Russ, after playing in that tournament, it just really got me super excited to play in more tournaments. I think it, the tournament wasn't even over yet. And I was already looking on the website to find out what the next tournament would be. And like trying to, to game plan with uncle about where we're going to be traveling and grab my doubles partner and see if she would want to travel. So it really just kind of like sparked another level of excitement of playing, you know, mm-hmm. it nice. really did. Like I came back just jazzed up. One of the things, you know, if you go to my Instagram, I I posted some pictures of me golfing because right after I got back from the tournament, I went on a golf vacation. I've been, this has been one of the greatest, you know, stretches of my life because I got to go go to (laughs) Vegas, play at the Shamrock Open with you, Bridgie, hang out with you, Russ, do the show live, you know, play in the tournament and then come back for like a couple of days. And then I shot up the Bandon Dunes and played golf and it was an amazing um it was an amazing experience but i didn't get to play pickleball 
right? Because I was mm-hmm. golfing kind of hardcore golf for a while. My body's still recovering from that, by the way. Um, so because of that, since we played in the tournament, I haven't had a chance to get out and play pickleball. So I think that's one of the other reasons why I was so excited to do the show this morning because I was like, yeah, let's talk pickleball. Let's, you know, and it gets me <laughs> my energy flowing again. And yeah. and then I'm going to go play later today. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I, uh, I've been plugging the show, uh, so much lately to, to random people because I had so much fun as well in Vegas. It was like, this is so much fun. I'm like, you know, doing this little walk around, uh, uh, I'm still wondering, I don't know if, if, uh, uh, those listening to the episode, you know, like there were a lot of people there at the Shamrock open that, you know, said they were going to listen, they were going to subscribe. What I want to know is there was another medalist that was getting some digits, uh, during, uh, the, the, uh, presentation of medals, like right afterwards, they, they were exchanging some numbers. And I just want to know if that all worked out for them. Cause I, I don't think it was about pickleball. I, I think it was about more. And if you're listening, please let us know, give us an update. <laughs> was, so what you're asking, was there a first date? Was there a love connection? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we need gonna, answers. Yeah, we do. We do. That was a, that was a big cliffhanger from that show. So, uh, we, we got to figure that out. So speaking of love connection, we gotta we gotta take a break and we'll be back in what two and two? Is that is that is what, right? We, we'll be, yeah, that is love connection. That's nice. Love connection. Okay, we'll be back Man, in two and reference. two. And when we come back, we will have the owner of Play Pickle, Heidi Block, joining us. So uh, please come back. She's got a great story and some great products. So uh, welcome, come back to Third Shot Podcast for Heidi Block. It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. We're looking for our next tournament. We really love sharing our experiences playing tournaments as a fun part of our Third Shot Podcast journey. We've been fortunate enough to be invited to play in a number of tournaments and broadcast live from the events. So share your event with us and we can get the word out to our pickleball community. It's all about helping and growing the sport we love. And we're hoping we'll get to meet you there. Welcome back to Third Shot. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter. Search for at Third Shot Pod. Bridgie and I are really excited to be joined by Heidi Block, owner of Play Pickle. How you doing, Heidi? I'm great. Thanks for joining Thank us. You, Thank you so much. And we've got our fun way of getting us started. Got your shot? I got my shot. Oh, she's ready to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Mine's pickle Cheers. juice. What's yours? I am doing uh, an espresso shot today. Nice. Me too. Kahlua of an espresso. Mm. Pickle juice. I love that. That's a first, I think, right? Got to be hardcore, right? You got to go. You got to go. When you live the life, you got to live the life. Right. right. I'm committed. <laughs> Thank you again, Heidi, for joining us. Um, so you started this company with your son. Did you two start playing pickleball together? Is that how you got started? Or kind of what's your first look at pickleball? Yeah, I'm basically a lifelong tennis player. And uh, like so many people early in the COVID lockdown, I was looking for more safe activities to do outside. And we have a house down at the Jersey Shore on Long Beach Island and pickleball is huge down there. And I kept seeing 
people playing pickleball next to the tennis courts. So uh, one day when I was coming off the courts, I asked a couple of my tennis friends, does anybody know how to play pickleball? It looks kind of fun. And one of them offered to teach us to play. So uh, my whole family went out and learned how to play and we all loved it right away. So what do you think it was about the game that really got you hooked on pickleball? Everybody has something different, right? Or that little aha moment where you go, oh my goodness, this is something I see myself doing for a really long time. When was that moment for you? Literally within like 10 minutes. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why it's growing so fast, right? It's like, I don't know what it is. I've got two things I think that are why people like it so much. One is it's so easy to learn. Not everyone in my family is sporty. And not everyone plays tennis, but everybody could play pickleball because it is so easy to learn. And, you know, everybody's impatient. You want to be good at something right away. It's something you can be pretty good at pretty quick if you have any level of hand-eye coordination. And the second thing, which I think what keeps a lot of people coming back to, is the sound. You have that in your audio intro sound, that that popping sound that the ball makes when it hits the paddle. It's sort of like an adrenaline rush, isn't it? And yeah. I like I liken it to like when you're playing baseball and you you make that great contact that you know you've got a hit solid hit connection with the ball and it's just like a rush. We get that every time we hit the ball. No wonder we love it, right? Yeah, I, I'm a baseball player. I grew up playing baseball, and when you hit that sweet spot and you know it's going right towards a hole where you know you're going to get a hit or a double <laughs> or a home run. Bridgie's a softball player her whole life. Yeah. I mean, that that moment, like it's a split second right off the bat where you know you nailed it and you yep. do have mm-hmm. that in pickleball as well. Like, oh, yeah. I hit that down the line shot or that cross court shot or that put away. Yeah, it is that. But you get it multiple times a game and it's so fun. So fun. It is. It is. And it's so great how like you can go anywhere and play even if you don't know someone because of the open play nature of the game. I love like going like when I'm traveling out of town, just going to a local court and dropping my paddle in. It's so easy. It is definitely. And I've taught a few of my friends too. Like you said, it's very easy Mm -hmm. to kind of get started and start learning. And I joke with them each time. I'm like, the hardest thing that you're going to learn today is how to keep score. Mm -hmm. And then after (laughs) that, it's easy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I just say to them, you know what? I'll keep score for the first few games and eventually you'll (laughs) figure it out because you don't need to keep score to be able to play if somebody on the court can keep score, right? Exactly. So we did also see, um, we were taking a look at your website and it looks like you have some really great experience with brand marketing with large companies such as Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Bayer. Um, Is this kind of what segued you from being a pickleball player to wanting to start your own company? Yeah, I mean, it sort of was a little bit of an aha moment for me that I found a way to kind of marry my two passions, right? Like lifelong brand builder, marketer. I love nothing more than like finding out kind of what the story is behind a brand and and finding the consumers and making that connection. Um, And I I don't really love over-the-counter pharmaceuticals, to be honest. I just sort of (laughs) fell into that industry, and I developed some expertise in it, so I spent most of my career in it, and it was fine. I got to like it okay. I got very knowledgeable about it, but I was never passionate about the industry. And on the other side, I was playing tennis my whole life and then started playing pickleball. And I never really saw like a brand opportunity in tennis because it's been around for so long. There's a lot of great brands already out there. But when I got into pickleball, 
I right away saw that there really weren't a lot of great brands and a lot of great content out there. And I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I can take all my brand building and marketing passion and expertise and bring it to something that I really love as an industry. Yeah, it's so exciting right now in the game of pickleball because you see so much growth. I mean, there's companies popping up and, you know, in the paddle space and the merchandise space. You know, what was the conversation like? Who did you have the conversation with? Your son, your, you know, who who did you have that conversation with? How did you come up with the name? What made you decide, okay, we're going all in on this? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of an impulsive moment, honestly. Uh, my son was with me. He was between jobs. He was like trying to find something new to do. He was part of the great resignation during COVID, left uh, his left yeah. his job in a tech startup that was just grinding him down. And he loved the pickleball as much as I do. And we first said like, you know, maybe we can come up with an idea to start a business together. And then we were sort of brainstorming over the course of a weekend about what that could be. And we had recently learned how to play pickleball. And what I do when I learn something new is I right away go Google it, right? Like, you know, what are the pickleball <laughs> brands? What information is out there? What do I need to be able to play? What kind of equipment to buy? And at that time, there was like very little information. I found like a couple of really lousy websites. I ended up on Amazon buying some paddle whose brand name I couldn't even pronounce that took weeks to come from China. And it was, it was like no brand experience. And so like, for me, I was just like, what do you think about this? And my son, who had a background in um, digital marketing and tech, you know, really helped me think about how we could leverage um, digital marketing tools and technology in terms of how to expand the brand. Like we developed some really cool, cool QR codes and use SMS text marketing and things like that. And then he also really brought a passion for fashion um, because he just, you know, very fashion forward, loves fashion. And so it was really a great blending of our ideas because he's a 20 something. And so he's really in a different generation than I am as a 50 something. And it was really cool for us to sort of play off of each other. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more my target market, but he was sort of bringing that freshness that some of those new ideas from his generation to the table, which I think really married up for uh, a great idea. Yeah, it sounds like you two have a really great team going. Um, the fact that you're able to kind of play to both of your strengths. And I think that's definitely evident in the website itself. Like I was looking through it. It's super easy to use. It's got a lot of great information on there that's not just about products itself because really that's half the game, but you also need to know other things about where to play and how to get started. Um, so I think that's amazing. What I'm curious about is... Where did the name of your company come from? Play Pickle. It's fun. It's creative. Um, and then it's spelled with P-K-L. Yeah. Is yeah, there no. a story behind that? <clears throat> Not really. We just wanted something kind of a little cooler than just writing out Pickle, which wasn't really very ownable or, or unique. And we wanted it to be, as you said, more than just like pickleball products. It's about playing pickleball, how to play, where to play, how to get started. And a lot of the mission of my brand is to help break down that barrier. I mean, we talked about the fact that it's easy to go up to a place where there's open pickleball play and drop your paddle into play. But it's sort of that very first how to get started that trips some people up. You know, that I, I can't tell you how many people I meet every day who say to me, like, I've been wanting to learn how to play pickleball. I've been thinking about starting pickleball, but they kind of don't know how to take that very first step. And so I think of my brand as sort of enabling that so that people don't have the bad experience I had when I went online to learn about it. 
they have a place to go where they can get like really basic information about what you need, how to play. I even have a whole blog post about how to keep score, Bridgie, that you can refer your friends (laughs) to. (laughs) Just really simply breaking it down. And so we just brainstormed. I don't even really know. I mean, I wish I had a great story. Maybe I should make one up, but it was really like, (laughs) it's more than just, you know, the, the, the stuff that we're selling. It's really about playing pickleball. So it was just a way to kind of play on play pickleball by sort of concatenating it. So I don't know if you know this or not, Heidi, but Russ and I um, were in business, you know, he, he worked for me and my company and we did a, a podcast together about business. And one of the questions we always ask is, you know, it's not always a smooth road. Starting a company, growing a company, it's challenging. I mean, there's things that pop up all the time and we face it with a lot of our clients. Um, what happened during the evolution of your company that you just didn't expect? You didn't see company with all your experience and your son's experience. You just didn't see coming. And how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's an easy one to answer. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, um, you know, I talked about my son's passion for fashion and knowledge of digital marketing. I talked about my knowledge of brand building and marketing. But the thing that I didn't mention in that picture, which is an integral part of what our brand's going to be selling, is apparel apparel development. Neither of us had a background in apparel development. And I think we were naive about what it took to develop apparel. When we first started out, I thought I was going to just find some existing apparel, which was kind of what I wanted, slap my brand on it, and then I would have branded apparel. But I quickly saw that I was very specific about what I thought the pickleball apparel needed to have in terms of the features. And there was nothing out there like that. So I knew we needed to develop apparel from scratch. And we had no idea how. Again, like I thought, oh, maybe we just contact a manufacturer. We kind of tell them what we want. They draw something up and then they make it. Well, it's so much more complicated than that. We had to like hire a designer and every little intricate detail had to be designed. And then they have to develop like a 50-page technical specification package to give to the manufacturer. And then we have to source fabric, source trims, figure out the right fits. I mean, there's so much more to it than I ever imagined. And so it's been a huge learning curve for us to figure out all that detail about how to actually design, develop, and manufacture apparel. And and then to make it even harder for myself, because I like a challenge, we decided we really (laughs) wanted to make it in the United States. And that's even harder because unfortunately, the apparel manufacturing industry in the United States is not very well developed um, compared to if I just you know, shipped it out to China to make, but I really wanted to make it in the United States. I wanted to support an American brand. I wanted to be close to it. I wanted to make sure I wasn't making stuff in sweatshops. And so um, that made it actually even harder to find a manufacturer, but I finally did. I found a manufacturer in California, a great little shop that, you know, was willing to work with me as a startup that could help me through the development process. And I feel really great that my products are going to be coming out of California. I think that's uh, very admirable for for you to do that and support the U.S. community, and we need it. So uh, thank you for doing that. You mentioned some apparel. We want to talk about what you have, what your offering is. It's way more than just uh, apparel. You, I mean, you have paddles too. Mm-hmm. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back from break, uh, let's get into some of the products that you have. It's so exciting. Awesome. So Thanks. we'll be right back with uh, Heidi at Play Pickle in one moment. Come on back. Mm. 
It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. We're looking for our next tournament. We really love sharing our experiences playing tournaments as a fun part of our Third Shot Podcast journey. We've been fortunate enough to be invited to play in a number of tournaments and broadcast live from the events. So share your event with us and we can get the word out to our pickleball community. It's all about helping and growing the sport we love. And we're hoping we'll get to meet you there. Thanks for coming back to Third Shot, the podcast where our goal is to bring the pickleball community together. Check out our website, thirdshotpodcast.com, for our latest episodes and blogs. And don't forget to follow our show and please rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back with Heidi, founder of Play Pickle. It's time for our third shot. Heidi, this is our favorite time of the show. You you survived the first segment with your shot. Let's see if we can go (laughs) two. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That would hit Bridgie. (laughs) A little sour. (laughs) That's brave you're doing. Is it straight pickle juice? As far as you know. (laughs) Hardcore. There we go. (laughs) So last segment, you were getting us all excited talking about apparel um, you also have paddles that you offer on your website. Can you elaborate a little bit more on all of the products that Play Pickle has to offer? Yeah. So I started out with the paddles and the balls when I launched the website last fall. And uh, I've added tote bags, custom designed tote bags that were exactly what I thought you know we, we needed in a pickleball tote bag because a lot of what's out there right now are sort of gender neutral sling backpacks. And uh, I like something a little more feminine, like with a couple of straps, like a tote bag that you can put some additional things in that can hold a big water bottle. So I designed something that was really what I thought would be perfect for pickleball. And I've gotten some really great feedback on that. Just started selling those about six weeks ago. And right now my apparel is actually in manufacturing. So I'm going to have men's and women's um, tops and bottoms. The women's are tank tops and skorts in a couple of different colors and the men's shirts and shorts a couple of different colors and then hats. So, you know, earlier uh, you were kind of going into the challenges of, you know, finding the right materials and stuff like that. How long did this process take? And, you know, I'm sure you're, you have a garage full of uh, samples of different materials <laughs> and shirts and stuff like that. That sounds daunting, you know, the, the way that you describe it. How long did this all take and what was the process? Yeah, yeah, it, it took quite a while. I think uh, my apparel designer actually started working with me um, about uh, 14 months ago. Um, and it okay. took her about three months to finish the designs. And so it's taken uh, more than a year from when she finished the designs till, they'll, till the um, products will actually start shipping. And part of that is because I've been very picky about what uh, colors, I mean, not what colors, but what fabrics I wanted and uh, the kind of fit that I wanted um, to make sure that it was perfect. So I've had to go through a couple of rounds of prototypes. And um, one of the fabrics that I had originally picked got discontinued between when I picked it until I was ready to start actually manufacturing. So I had to kind of step back and pick a new fabric again and then create another new prototype. Wow. So it's kind of an iterative process. You know, every time we think we've got it right, they sew one up. They ship it out to me. I have some people try it on, see how the fit is, see if it's made to how we wanted it to. We make some changes and then we go around again. So we're finally now done and starting the actual manufacturing. 
Well, yeah, that is a process for sure. Do you have um, a date or or maybe a vague date in mind on when these are going to launch? Yeah, I should definitely have stuff for sale on my website by the end of the month, even if some of it might be like a pre-order because I probably won't have all of my inventory until early to mid-May, but it's really right around the corner now. So um, very excited. So tell us a little bit about your paddle. Uh, yeah, so my paddle is really just meant to be like a perfect starter paddle uh, through intermediate. Um, one of the things that I found daunting when I first started playing pickleball was what kind of paddle to get, what weight, what grip size, what materials. There's so many things to look at and it's only gotten worse, right? And it's really overwhelming to pick out a paddle. So I decided that instead of offering a range of paddles on my side, I would just offer sort of like a perfect first paddle. So it's average weight, average grip size, you know, sort of the most popular materials. And so it really works great for a wide range of people. And then it also happens to have um, an extra sticky grip, which is just like a nice kind of bonus so that you never really slip if you're getting sweaty while you're playing. And then it has, of course, my brand uh, icon on it just to make it attractive. I do like that logo. I was noticing, and for the people who are listening who haven't seen, the P for pickle has a paddle involved in like the cutout of the P, the center of it. So you'll have to check it out. It looks really cool. Um, Very creative on that part too. So great job, Heidi, to you and your team. Thanks. You know, you haven't asked me the question that everybody always asks me when I tell them that I'm developing pickleball apparel, which is, I'll ask the question if you don't mind. Why do we, why do we need pickleball apparel? Everybody's wearing tennis apparel. What's wrong with tennis apparel for pickleball? That is a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Please share with us. So there's, there's three reasons. Number one, um, most of the tennis apparel, like at least for women is a skirt with a, you know, a spandex short underneath and you put the tennis ball under the short. But if you try to do that with a pickleball, which is larger and scratchier and hard, you'll scrape your leg. So it's really not great. So the first thing I noticed is that I wanted to have pockets on the outside for the balls. So my squirts have exterior pockets shaped exactly like pickleballs. The second thing, and the men's shorts have the same pockets. The second thing is that most tennis clothes are designed for like a 20-something model. They're beautiful, but like a lot of pickleball players are middle-aged and up, right? Like the majority of the players are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. As we get older, we don't feel quite as comfortable with those like super clingy kind of short fits. So my stuff's a little bit more forgiving. It's a little looser. So it's not going to like grip your belly the way that some of the other clothes do. And then the third difference is simply that my stuff is designed with pickleball designs, you know, that little mini repeating paddles on some of my patterns and everything is coming from a pickleball brand. And I like to say like, if you were starting pickleball from scratch and you needed to go buy clothes to play in, would you go buy tennis clothes or pickleball clothes, if they both existed. Of course, you'd buy pickleball clothes, but they don't exist, really. So that's why I felt we needed pickleball brand offering pickleball clothes. That's fantastic. Exactly. I think it is so needed out there for both men and women. And I'm glad that you you specified that you built those pockets for both genders. I, th- I think it's very important because one of the things that I have problems with in my shorts is the pockets. It's just not made for pickleball. And I actually, okay, so this is kind of a weird side story, but I actually (laughs) lost a point because of my pockets. What happened? The ball came out? No, 
because I went for, I reached for a shot and the ball that was in my pocket got in the way of my swing when I was reaching. I knocked my the ball and it knocked my my you know arm off thing and I, I missed it the ball and it went straight into the net. I'm going, I can't believe I missed it because the ball in my pocket. Yeah, it just got I, in the way. That's exactly right, Uncle Greg. And I the other thing I didn't say is that the pockets on my shorts and skirts are actually pushed a little off of the front because that ball was probably hanging in the front of your pocket. Yes. And when you're playing pickleball, you're generally hitting the ball out front. So by pushing the balls a little bit around to the side, they're less likely to be in your way. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, really. And I think it's so smart. You know, I, you had mentioned some stuff that me even playing pickleball, I have like, I have never even thought about that before with the pockets and um, the clinginess and even just looking at the store for apparel and what to buy. Mm-hmm. I'm just in my old soccer clothes half the time out there. It's just mm-hmm. like wear athletic stuff, but now you have developed an actual pickleball apparel line. And I think that is so smart. And I'm very excited to see what those designs look like this next coming month. Thanks. You know, uh, Heidi, I got to ask you, you know, my mother is my biggest cheerleader, right? She, whenever we're together, she's with her friends or whatever. She's always talking me up and I, you know, she's the greatest. You, what would you like to say about your son that maybe most people don't know or that, you know, you're especially proud of and what he's done in, in the company or outside the company? It's free range. Go for it. Yeah, that's a, that's actually an easy question for me, too, because um, my son is actually a semi-professional beatboxer as a side hustle to his day job and to helping out with Play Pickle. You guys know what that is? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, so he's got uh, 125,000 followers on TikTok and a pretty big Instagram, and he's now getting some paid brand deals to do beatboxing. So you can check that's him out amazing. at Block B-L-O-C Beatbox on TikTok and Instagram. I'm Re- going to. Repeat that again. It's block. Go ahead. Say it again, Block. Block, B-L-O-C, Beatbox. Love it. And then check Block it out. Beatbox. Yeah, check him out. I am definitely going to check him out to see because that's a, an amazing talent. It takes so much skill and practice. Yeah, and he's all self-taught. So learn from YouTube videos. Wow. And now he's teaching others. That's incredible. So I did also want to mention, we get back to the the paddles that you have created. Yeah. You have a great deal on your website for a pickleball starter pack. And I think starter packs are so smart because if you're trying to get people to play with you, it's hard when you're the only one with a paddle. Yeah. So if you start off with this, this starter pack, it comes with two paddles and three balls. You also offer um, just sets of three balls that you can purchase on your website as well. So there's a lot more going on there. What's the best way for someone who is interested in either viewing all of your products or purchasing all of your products? Where should they go? Yeah, thanks for asking. They can either go to our website at play-pkl.com or they can check us out on Instagram at play underscore pkl or on Facebook at play-pkl. That's awesome. Well, we encourage everybody to go and, and check your uh, your merchandise, your paddles out. It's been such a joy having you on the show with us, Heidi. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks so much. Great Thank meeting you. you guys. Thanks for having me. 
We'll have and, to have you back with your son to beatbox I, our intro or something. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Is that I got it. Yeah, be? yeah, absolutely. He would love to. All right. We're going to definitely have to do a uh, next visit with the beatbox master. We'll what do. is his name, by the way? Max. All right. Well, we got to get him on, do a little beatboxing. We're going to add it to our uh, our show music. It's going to be a whole new beginning for us. There you go. It'll go great with it. thanks again Heidi for joining us and thank you for joining us at Third Shot where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey a special thanks to Heidi for joining us today check play pickle website at play underscore pkl play underscore pickle dot com and on Instagram play underscore pkl support this show by subscribing we promise to have more amazing guests like Heidi in the future Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at Third Shot Podcast.